Christ is risen. Indeed, he is risen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is one of those feast days where you really feel how the Orthodox Church is not, uh, how should I say, out of tune with the, the rest of the world, as it were. And I'm not referring to the blind man or the resurrection, those are already aspects but the fact that we commemorate Constantine and Helen, uh, out of sync with the secular world, but also say out of sync with the religious world. Uh, if you were to go out and talk to most uh, Protestants, uh, basically I need to say most Protestants, uh, where is the great fall of everything that messed up everything in Christianity? It's Constantine, right? Dan Brown thought so, right? That great authority. That was a joke. I don't. But if you're to talk to Mennonites, Baptists, basically any church, Constantine is the one who messed everything up. Now, we heard in the Old Testament readings, the first, if I remember calling correctly, that was a prayer from Solomon. Is that correct? Uh, then we have by the third reading, we had this kind of eschatological vision of all of the world coming with all of its riches and presenting it to God. And this is all an echo because those readings are not for the blind man, but they're actually for Constantine and Helen. Now, the church has, uh, in its wisdom and putting together the services, uh, I think something for us to contemplate, to try to think through this. The biggest thing, actually, for me, before coming to Orthodox Church, you know what it was? The fact that the Orthodox Church had canonized Constantine. For me, I was reading a whole lot of Mennonite stuff at the time. So, okay. That was the great boogeyman, right? He is the bad guy. Well, having read more, uh, Constantine definitely qualifies as a David or Solomon. Right? Uh, he is not uh, St. Athanasius of Mount Athos or St. <coughs> Paisius. Uh, he was a man with flaws, foibles, and sins. And they're evident. They're in the historical record. But we know that about David. We know that about Solomon. So in one sense, reading from the prayer of Solomon about the temple, uh, we see the church... Uh, recognizing in Constantine uh, that he was, I mean, the church gives him the title, equal to the apostles, Constantine and Helen. So there is in this uh, something to at least discern uh, what they are exactly seen in Constantine. If you look at what he did, there are a few things that he actually did that were good, as opposed to what the typical uh, tale about him is. He did change many of the laws at the time. Uh, having Sunday off throughout most of Western civilization is because Constantine stopped having court, uh, because we're talking about pagans having court during Sunday. He, he stopped having court on Sundays. He built many churches, hence the, uh, the attachment of him uh, to Solomon, he and his mother. We have uh, that he, uh, in many ways, 
So he was not the one who uh, made Roman, the Roman Empire Christian. That is something I actually heard that today somewhere uh, listening to a podcast. That is not what Constantine did. What Constantine did do was make Christianity not illegal anymore. So he basically said you could practice Christianity. Uh, he also uh, did many minor things that basically laid, kind of legal things, that laid the framework to where we uh, basically inherit from all of Western civilization our ideas of human rights and all of these things. Uh, things that in some ways, because he was a bloody man, uh, did not uh, put into full effect in his own life at different times of his life. But there is, in the framework or the groundwork that he laid, uh, much fruit that was uh, gathered later. There's a book uh, published a few years ago by a British scholar, Tom Holland, called Dominion, where he talks about how so much of what we consider kind of modern, liberal, democratic society, a lot of the baseline roots of the things that we think about human rights and all these things, they all go back to basic Christian teaching. If you go back and read uh, the Greeks and the Romans, they did not have the idea that all are made in the image of God. They're very clear. There's people up here, and then there's people down here. So there is uh, much uh, to discern, to pray over, to wrestle with in the life of St. Constantine, because uh, there are things, just like David and Solomon, that were not good in the life of St. Constantine. But the church uh, has put him as to be commemorated, uh, and they point to us the things that we should look to in him, the apostle to the emperors. If you were to look, for example, the Apathist to St. Vladimir, uh, if you look at what he's uh, compared to or paralleled to throughout that Apathist, is Constantine, that he is the father of the people, that he creates uh, for the activists of St. Vladimir, that education, the changing of laws to start heading towards uh, Christian belief. So uh, let us, uh, if we struggle with St. Constantine, let's uh, look outside of, I'll say, some of the more rash, uh, sensational takes on him, because there's a lot of them, uh, and dig a little bit of deeper and discern what the church in putting before us, St. Constantine, uh, has to discern about him that we can ourselves imitate. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Christos enviat.